and welcome to the SAMA podcast, the CEO edition. We talk to the smartest leaders and executives in B2B about how they lead their companies through turbulent times, become trusted advisors to their most important customers, and prepare their organizations for the future. I'm Denise Fryer, SAMA's president and CEO. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Today with me, I have Stephen Timmy and Melody Astley from Finlistics. Now, it is really great to have you with us. And Stephen and I go back, oh, maybe almost 30 years when Finlistics did some work with IBM. And here we are back again with an even more sophisticated and maybe even more pressing and urgent message than ever. So, Stephen, let me turn it over to you and have you and Melody introduce yourselves. Yeah, uh, thanks, Denise, and uh, glad our paths are crossing again, but we're very excited to be here. But, Melody, would you like to go first? Introduce yourself, please. Sure. Uh, Melody Astley, have been with Finlistics for about eight years, overseeing sales and marketing. Great, thanks. And I'm, I'm Stephen Timmy, founder of Finlistics, founded it uh, about when... Uh, Denise, you and I met about 30 years ago, so a lot of changes since then. It's been a wonderful ride, and I know some exciting things have happened along the way. But I'm very interested in, in uh, chatting about your new book and the, uh, the topics that we have here at hand today. So, first of all, you have years of experience in business and financial acumen and reaching executives and really doing the right job of executive conversations and executive selling. So why now? What prompted you to write a new book, Insight-Led Selling, at this time? Well, a couple of things. One, having those years of experience and having interacted with a, a lot of really wonderful people, you know, Melly and I have really been focusing on there's, the, there's these gaps, and, and we're convinced there are gaps that can be closed but there's just really a, Melly likes to call it the buyer-seller mismatch. So we thought, okay, we, we need, we owe it really to the community to say, look, it, it, you, you can do this. It's, it's, it's not as hard as you think. So Melly and I have been talking about that for a number of years. So come the, the beginning of 2020, we were sitting down and said, Melody, if we don't write the book this year, let's never talk about it again. Because <laughs> I don't like to talk about things without doing it. And then as Melody will say is, then COVID hit, we weren't traveling. So hey, let's make something really good come out of this pandemic. So, yeah. Mel, you want to add something to that? No, I mean, that was our, our little labor of love COVID project. It's you find this time on your hands. And so, yeah, we wanted, to, we wanted to take advantage of it. So that's what we did during 2020, wrote a book. Well, it's certainly good to see something came out of it. And in fact, I think COVID has made this conversation even more relevant, especially to our strategic account managers. Um, and I, I really want to talk about that. So the challenges that we are seeing among our strategic account managers, key account managers, what challenges are you specifically focused on in improving for SAMs in the book and, and why? Why? Mel, do you want to take that one and I'll add to it, please? Uh, sure. Sure. One of the things of that the things everyone is seeing is that the sales cycles are, are not getting easier, they're getting harder. And they're getting harder and more complex for a couple of reasons. One, uh, there are more stakeholders in every deal than there've ever been. So you even look at the Gartner studies, five years ago, they were saying there are about seven stakeholders 
who need to be influenced per deal. Now, with the most recent work, they're saying it's upward to 12. So for each time, every time you add a stakeholder, you add those levels and layers of complexity. And the buyers are smarter than they've ever been, too. They have just a tremendous um, amount of information at their fingertips where they didn't used to have that. So, so they're coming into the cycle more educated as well. And that's really what we want to help with is you have all these buyers and you may not know those buyers personally. So how do you understand what is top of mind for those individual stakeholders? Because let's just say you're used to calling in, in the office of IT, the CIO. Well, if the CFO is the stakeholder, which he or she often is because they're, they're overseeing the dollars, their care abouts and the way you talk to them are quite different. So how do you begin to tailor those messages and, and dynamically adapt those to be effective with all these stakeholders who, who maybe weren't in the picture before? Yeah, and to add to that, being a, being a numbers person, uh, I, I want to see the, the numbers. And a couple things, Denise, we, we, you know, some research shows that almost 80% of enterprise buyers think sellers don't understand their business, right? And then we conduct a lot of research. And what we found was something like, less than 25% of uh, enterprise sellers, if they know what the client's goals are, uh, you know, what they are, can align it to their solutions. And it goes on and on and on. I don't want to be depressing. So and that's just not right. So we, we, we want to fix that. You know, we're, you're never going to get to hundred percent of, you know, uh, sellers know their client's business, but you can do a heck of a lot better than right now, only 20%. So we said, okay, let's, let's do something about it and, and help our, our friends and even have, have uh, buyers have a better buying experience. And I know that the book actually helps um, the reader go through and understand some of these options. And I noticed that you have a very impressive team of executives and coaches from very large firms and well-known firms. So how have they contributed to the content of the book? I, I gotta tell you, Denise, I thought I knew a lot what I was talking about, <laughs> but when we interview these coaches and I've worked with a lot of executives, but I was always doing it from like an operational perspective. But now we're asking them, Hey, you, you know, you, you were the VP of supply chain at Procter and Gamble or Coca-Cola or CIO at Georgia. It goes on and on and on. What wonderful insights. And, and so they really helped me sharpen the message. And, and one of the biggest takeaways that I, found in interviewing, we did a, a dozen uh, executives, former executives or current. The, the number one thing I took away from it, they all said, tell me something I don't know. And, and so I started thinking about my sales friends and man, you know, feature function isn't telling them something they don't know. So how do we help them get that executive mindset? And Mel, you want to add your thoughts around how they helped? Sure. And that's what we did uh, in the book. We interviewed uh, about 14 or so executives uh, with decades of buying experience as an executive buyer. They are the ones who own the P&L. They are the ones who were the final arbiter of how these dollars were spent within their company. So decades of experience, billions and billions of dollars um, in spend as they sat, you know, as we look at their careers. And they all say things in different ways. Uh, but but the message was definitely clear, and it's don't waste my time, get to the point, come with a point of view, and drive to what these business outcomes are pretty quickly, or I'll either tune out, or my meeting will be five minutes long. That's great, and I know from experience also learning from these executives, and 
reading real stories really helps you personalize this so that you can go forward. And now, given the size and the scope of this kind of challenge for all of us in, in really reaching forward and getting to that insight for those executives, are there any diagnostics available to help the SAM and the, and the sales leaders really understand their proficiency in selling to these executives? Yeah, so Denise, throughout the book, we, we don't have a self-assessment test yet, uh, but we have a lot of applications. We have a lot of freebie downloads so people don't reinvent the wheel, but at least they get a shot at it, right? So it says, okay, now go customize the message if you're talking to the CMO and the CIO. And so we, we've got a lot of practical uh, you know, insights as well as templates and here's some guidance around applying this. So, you know, they can very quickly see, you know, okay, where, where am I? And then, then where are the gaps? That's great. And I know that this whole concept has a strong financial acumen at its foundation. And, you know, that's not always easy for, for many of us. Um, how does the average seller get to appear really credible in, in working with this? No, do you want to start on that one? And yeah. I'll add my two cents. Sure. Uh, well, the, one of the things that we really set out to do in, in this book is to make this topic of finance and having these business outcomes kinds of conversations, how do we make that um, unintimidating? So you have sellers who look at these numbers and think, oh my goodness, I don't know where to start. I don't have an MBA. I don't want an MBA. I just want to be effective. So we take, we take that in mind, and, and that's where throughout the book we do highly applied um, ways and methods to step through it. So it's really so simple as the sellers, if you're a, quote, average seller, that's okay. This book is for, for you. So take the frameworks and start to practice. And one of the things that we see consistently is once, once they practice this, give it some thought and actually take it to the field, they'll tell us we've, this has changed the relationship with the customer. We have now a deeper relationship with the customer because I have really focused on what they're trying to accomplish and how we can do it. So it's really, it is really is for the, like I said, average seller. Yeah. And, and Denise, what we do is unlike, you know, if you're at the university and they want to show you the formula and all this other stuff that just is not relevant to sellers is, you know, we start off by saying, look, within each industry, there's two, maybe three metrics that matter the most. You know, there, I wrote a book years ago for American Bankers Association. I think we had like 200 something metrics, right? But the reality is there's only within each industry two or three that really matter. So like, what are those? Now let's look at them not from the point of view of the finance person. Let, how does marketing think about seeing revenue growth? How does product development think about seeing product? How does sales? So what we're really doing is saying, well, what's in it? Forget, forget the calculation. You know, that's why we have programs and all this stuff. How, how is the buyer thinking about that metric and then helping break that down into that, into saying, okay, so here's, here's the metric, you know, product development looks at this by thinking about time to market, you know, uh, marketing's looking at it from cross sell, upsell, new customers, you know, customer retention. So we help them think about those metrics in the context of people they're selling to. And that really gets rid of a lot of fears. We don't like give them a test or anything like that, but it's really like, how, how are they doing it? There's only a couple that you really need to know. You don't need to know all of them. And by the way, guess what? M maybe your company only impacts one or two of them. We'll, we'll get the story down around those. 
So as you think about your book and the, and the concepts in general here, what would you like to leave the audience with as maybe a key takeaway from reading the book? Well, really, I kind of touched on, I mean, one is tell me something I don't know. Right. I mean, get, get, and this is not individual sellers. Like, okay, you're on your own. This is a, it's group therapy. Okay. So tell me something I don't know. Uh, make my life easier. Everyone said, make my life easier. And that could be anywhere from don't give me this 30 page PowerPoint business case. Give me a one pager. I can, you know, show my cot and my friends. Uh, and then the third point is show me the business and financial benefits of what you're proposing. Those are three major takeaways I got. And hopefully, you know, our, our friends that read this will have the same, except we're helping them say, okay, now how do you answer those, those three things? But Melly, what are, what are your, what were your, what would you say were the major takeaways? That you do not have to be an MBA in finance to be able to have these discussions, but that these discussions really, really are critical to your success in penetrating a, a complex account. Uh, so, so that's, that's a big one. And the second one is when you practice this and when you make it part of your sales motion, understanding how to talk about this and weave through it and create your message, it is a sales skill that has no obsolescence. It is a sales skill that you can use for the rest of your career. And all you have to do is just get started. That's it. It's that simple. You know, I can really relate, uh, for years in account management, especially strategic account managers who have this close relationship with their major accounts, we have continued to push the importance of knowing the business, right? You almost need to know their business better than your own at times, right? So I think this is really very relevant to our audience here and anything we can do to make that better for them uh, is worth it. So how can folks get the book? How can we make that available? Yeah, so first of all, it's called Insight-Led Selling, and then we have ABCs, Adopt an Executive Mindset, Build Credibility, Communicate with Impact, and it's going to be available on uh, Amazon starting July 6th. The ebook for the first week is $1.99, a really good value, especially me being a finance type. Oh, then we need to act fast, so that is exactly. great news. We will also put this information here up on the podcast uh, for those to take a look at it. Any other final comments before we close? Uh, really, Denise, I, I want to emphasize it's a group effort. You know, individual seller, not going to do this, right? But, but marketing needs to be involved and, you know, product development. And I mean, it's, it's, it's really, you know, uh, it, it's, it's some effort. But once you've got this playbook, it's so scalable. I mean, over and over and over again. So I would really encourage people, get the book, read it but then sit down and say, okay, how, how are we going to as a team put all this stuff together and then share it with a bunch of folks across our, our sales organization? Because it is, it's very, very scalable. And as Melly said, it's a skill that you're not going to lose. That's great. And uh, we all know strategic account management is a team sport. Uh, internal alignment and getting that team together is so critically important. So again, let me thank both Melody and Stephen for joining us today. I think this is an excellent topic for all of our account managers and leaders out there. Uh, team, I encourage you all to take a look at the book. Uh, certainly, you can reach out to SAMA if you have any questions. 
and you will get the information on Finlistics uh, in the podcast agenda. So again, thank you so much for joining us and I look forward to our next podcast series. Thanks, Denise. Thanks, Denise.